You obviously know Kung Fu. Hey, this is Louis Tan. I played Gaius Chow on Into the Badlands, and you're listening to the Kung Fu Drive-In Podcast. Welcome to the Kung Fu Drive-In Podcast. Adjust your speaker box, sit back, relax, and remember, your Kung Fu may be good, but mine is better. My special guest today is actor, model, producer, director, Louis Tan. Louis, thank you so much for joining me on the Kung Fu Driving Podcast this morning. Yeah, my pleasure, man. Thanks for having me. Awesome, awesome. Listen, you may not be a huge household name just yet, but that's going to change very quickly, I think. Um, but you have a, a, an ardent group of fans, uh, especially anytime you take your shirt off. And you know that's true. So... <laughs> But for uh, my fans, uh, for my listeners who don't quite know uh, all of your work just yet, can you give me a little bit about your background, where you grew up, what kind of things got you into martial arts and into acting? There's going to be some shirtless stuff and in Into the Badlands, too. That's for damn sure. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Your fan base is going to explode even more. <laughs> the, yeah, the producers know. The producers know what they got. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah, man. So as far as my martial arts is concerned, uh I started doing martial arts with my father. So my father was the national champion uh, of England in Taekwondo. Yeah, Philip Tan. And, uh, yeah, my father, Philip Tan. Nice. And he also, he also trained and practiced his martial arts in the street and out of the street uh, wow. pretty, pretty consistently. So my father started training me when I was about five years old. And we did everything. We did a little bit of Taekwondo, a little bit of, little bit of kickboxing, um, a little bit of Muay Thai. So, um, yeah, I, I started, I started with him and then I kind of moved into, I kind of gravitated toward kickboxing because I have long arms and long legs. Mm -hmm. And, um, so I started gravitating toward kickboxing and, uh, studied that pretty intensely and, uh, competed at an amateur level for a few years and did pretty well. And, um, from then I, 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 I kind of did a little bit of everything. I did a little bit of jujitsu, you know, my father was showing me things here and there and I, I'd kind of get obsessed with this and that for a year. Or, or two, and then I'd move on to a different style. And then um, as, as soon as I started training for films, I started learning many different styles and training with many different masters um, for different jobs or just uh, like I picked up the katana training. So now, you know, I train with uh, the seven-time world champion, Caitlin Deschelles. Um, she teaches me swords. So, um, yeah, I kind of have a little niche here and there with all the different things. And I train with a lot of the guys from uh, – from UFC, like uh, Tyron Woodley and Eves Edwards, and um, Kieran Gallagher, who, who who doubled Leonardo DiCaprio in The Revenant. He's a phenomenal, phenomenal uh, Greco-Roman wrestler and um, jiu-jitsu practitioner. So, yeah, I, I kind of have my, my, my people for all the different styles now. That's awesome. Is there a, a favorite style that you like to practice now? I like it all, man. That's cool. Like Bruce Lee said, you know, I like movement. It's the art of movement and and uh, it's there's no style that particularly I think is the best. It's just the best style is no style, you know. Yeah. And I like I like to be fluid and and free. But um, I mean, my base is in my base is in Muay Thai. If I were if I were to get in a fight in the street, I would I think my body would resort to uh, to Muay Thai and and, and to Jujitsu. All right. Well, let's hope you don't have to do that much often. All right. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the way you think about it, right? Sure. Like you think about if you if you train many styles and someone was to start a fight with you in the street, how, how would your body respond? 
You know what I mean? And that's probably the style that, that you feel the most comfortable with. Right, right, right. And speaking of that, um, I'm Asian too. I'm Filipino. And when I was growing up, people just kind of assumed I knew martial arts because I grew up in a different time where, you know, that kind of thing was just, it was still in the milieu. You know, people were like, oh, you're Asian, then you obviously know martial arts. But uh, that alone kept me out of fights mostly. Um, I never actually learned martial arts, uh, even though I, I tried a little bit. But uh, I, I found out when, uh, when somebody who actually knew martial arts uh, stepped to me, that's how I found out I was going to be really good at track. But, you know, um, did you find that go- growing up just because you were Asian? Did you you get that uh, sense that people just assumed that you had to know martial arts, especially when you were going to go into acting? Man, I don't know if it's a subconscious thing or what, but I definitely feel that. I feel like, yeah, my whole life people have looked at me like I must know Kung Fu or something. It's, <laughs> it's strange, you know. Yeah. I don't think it was just your time. I think... I think, uh, and that's okay, you know, I mean, a lot of, I mean, it comes, it, it is a part of our culture. So, you know, it's okay to think that I think, I don't think it's racist or anything. Right. Um, and if anything, it just makes us look kind of badass. So it's all, <laughs> <laughs> it's all good, you know, but yeah, no, I definitely feel that. Yeah. And like, I, like you say, it's not a bad thing. Uh, and in fact, uh, I'm old, I'm, I'm much older than you. I'm, I'm going to be 46 soon. I have three daughters. I'm going to actually start learning martial arts because I think I should, <laughs> but, and, and it's one of those things where I'm not in bad shape. Um, and I want to see what my body can do. So I'm going to, to start testing it. It's something I should have done a long time ago, but now I want to kind of, um, be an example for my kids and, you know, maybe show them that you can, you can still kind of do this kind of thing. And, uh, even at my age, so we'll see how that goes. Amazing, man. That's amazing. All the power to you. Thank yeah. You, that's brother. great. Especially if you have three daughters, you gotta learn how to, yep. That's the plan. <laughs> you have to learn how to bat someone. <laughs> <laughs> I just have to make sure that the boyfriends are intimidated when they come to the door. That's all. Exactly. <laughs> all right. Now, um, I got introduced to you in Iron Fist, uh, where you played Joe Chang. Uh, and you're amazing. Um, I've been really critical of Iron Fist for a number of reasons. We can get into that a little bit later. But I got to give you a lot of credit for bringing some really cool and some at least authentic feeling martial arts to a show that, for me personally, was really kind of lacking in it uh, and wh- whatever the reasons were for the casting marvel wanted to play the safe route with all that stuff that's all well and good but the martial arts was what i was really looking forward to and i didn't get it so it was a little disappointing for me as a show um and then when your episode came on and you played this really cool character and you got drunken fist in there it looked really good you moved really well that was big for me unfortunately there wasn't enough of that in the show so what was that whole experience like for you? Yeah, you know, you're not the first person to say that. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a shame. It's a shame that it didn't play out that way. But um, as far as the experience for me, well, it was challenging. It was challenging. Mm. I mean, I'm six foot two. I'm 185 pounds. You know, I had to learn drunken. And, of course, I'm looking at Jackie and being right. like, wow, this is going to be hard, you know, <laughs> uh, if I could, if I could get 30% of what he's doing, um, on screen, then, you know, I'll be happy. And like I said, I come from a Muay Thai background. So this, the, the, the style is completely different. Right. And I had to, I had to really, it was difficult, man. Even, even the training, the choreography and, and learning the moves, bending the back and flipping around and kind of like spiraling on the floor, just being super, super, super loose and then super, super, super powerful. Yeah. It was, yeah, it was, it was a process. I'll tell you what, you know, I mean, I, I pick up martial arts pretty quickly. Drunken style, there's a reason why it's the last style you learn after you <laughs> learn all the animal styles. It's because that shit is difficult. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It is, you know, but, um, I had a good time, man. I had a really good time learning it. And the guys, the Hicks International stunt team trained me really well. And um, 
you know, they're all from China. So yep. I got there and there was no messing about. It was like, it was almost like back in the day, you know, yeah. in the dojo, it wasn't like a film set and they know me. So they know that they know I'm going to do the work. They know I'm going to fight, you know, I'm going to do the job and they know I'm going to do my own, the best that I, to my ability. So they pushed me really hard. So we we're training like eight, nine hours a day and Oof. I was sore, man. I was doing Epsom salt baths every night. <laughs> I was walking around in Brooklyn, you know, just like limping around in Brooklyn so, you know, I did my best and um I was really happy with the way that the fans responded. So it was it was uh it was satisfying to see that, you know. Yeah. At least for for, for me and my character. Um I got ninety five percent, you know, positive feedback. So I was I was pleased, man. That's great. No, and I think it was uh again for me personally, it was a, a good change from what up to that point was really kind of a, a slow slog through what should have been a really cool martial arts showcase. You know, I was really looking forward to Iron Fist. I loved the character as a kid. This was going to be a chance for Kung Fu to be on TV in something really big. You know, this was a Marvel property. It was Netflix was killing it on all on all levels with all of their Marvel properties, and this was going to be a showcase for for Kung Fu, right? And they cast someone who just didn't know martial arts, and it really showed. The camera work was was meant to cover it, and you could see that. But when you got on screen and you did your thing, you moved well. You were sharp. It looked cool. It was a great style to showcase. And whether or not you actually knew it, you looked like you knew it. So it was nice to have some cool kung fu on there when I was really expecting kung fu to be there from the beginning. And I, I just like at that point, I was like, please give me something. And, you know, luckily you came along. Yeah. Well, thanks, man. I, I appreciate you saying that. Yeah. Now you put on a British accent for that role, um, but you were actually born in England. So is that what you would have sounded like had you actually been raised there? I did, yeah. I put on a British accent. I was born in Manchester, born and raised in Manchester. My mum's from Manchester. My dad's from, from China, but he grew up in London. So, nice. yeah, I've got, I've got it in the blood. It's no problem, mate. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's awesome. Awesome. Now, listen, um, tell me honestly, did it sting that your character got punked in the last few seconds of that fight? Because you owned it up until that point. Uh, did it sting? You know, I mean, it is what it is. It's a, it's movie magic, right? So, you know, if that was the real thing in the street, you know, it wouldn't have gone down like that. But uh, I mean, you know what? It, it was a shame because in the, in the comic, Zhao Cheng, he, he is, you know, he, he almost kills, yeah. uh, Danny Rand yep. and Danny Rand has to team up with all his, his homies to like come back and try to, and, and try to take him out. But for a while, it seemed like he had the upper hand. So, you know, yeah, originally when I got it, I thought it, I thought they were going to push it even further and kind of make like a crazy rivalry because because Zoe's a dragon. Like yeah, underneath, yeah. he's a dragon. So I don't know if you saw. Yep, <clears> all <throat> the scarring the on your face, yeah. Yeah, but even in the performance, I tried to kind of have this awkward dragon-like movement, even mm. in my walking and, and even in my, you know, even in my eyes. I, I had them in the back of my head the whole time because I, I kind of wanted to sprinkle that in because – you know, and that was the thing that tripped me out in the comic the most when he's looking in the mirror and he pulls in on his neck and, and he takes his skin off and there's like green underneath. Right, and right. I was like, oh my God, that's so sick. <laughs> so, you know, um, I, I kind of wanted to play with that, that movement of the dragon, that feeling of the dragon, you know? Yeah, that's so, cool. Yeah, but it was, it was fun. Yeah. Now, all right. So your character may come back. So measure your responses, obviously. Don't jeopardize anything. But do you feel that the show could have benefited from doing some things differently? Well, you know, in retrospect, I think everybody feels that way, kind of. Um, I'm sure, you know, some of the people, you know, on the show may or may not feel that way in retrospect, in hindsight, you know. But um, it was an opportunity. It was a missed opportunity. 
Yeah. You know, that, that's all I can really say about it. I mean, I don't like to look back on things and bash it and beat myself up about it. It's, it is what it is. And, yeah. um, and so I just move on and, and move forward and learn, you know. I never lose. I win or I learn, and yeah. that's it. Oh, that's great. And I, I hope that character does come back because the, there's there's that good dynamic there, like you were saying. And uh, if you come back and you bring some more of that stuff in there, maybe you get that dragon. You get that dragon out. And we see something really cool. That cool. would be amazing. I would love <laughs> to see that on screen. <laughs> Speaking of dragons, now you're a big advocate for Asian representation in Hollywood, especially with multiple instances of whitewashing. It's 2017. This is still happening. And to put things in context, when I was a kid, I grew up on the classic Kung Fu flicks of the 70s and the 80s. So, you know, Kung Fu movies were everywhere. Everybody was Kung Fu fighting. There was music about it and all this stuff. So the kids that I grew up around were actually looking up to characters that did look like me when I was a kid. You know, they, these were the, the five Venoms, 36 Chambers. So these were the heroes that were on TV for us. So it was a little different for me. Um, but then that era died down, and then we got the the 80s and 90s action movies where it became, you know, strictly Hollywood, uh, and all of the kung fu era stuff kind of got marginalized. And Steven Seagal, right? Steven Seagal, Jean Claude Van Damme, and you know, all great stuff, all great for its time. Uh, but all of the guys that I grew up with at, at, that were my heroes kind of got pushed to the side, and then Hollywood decided that it wasn't a bankable thing, so it didn't happen. Forbes gave you a nice shout out in one of their articles where they asked DC to kind of expand on their diversity and cast you as Nightwing, which I think would be amazing. You think you look like a great Nightwing. I think that would be great. Why is this still happening in 2017? What, what is the deal? Well, thanks for saying that, man. Yeah, that was cool that Forbes did that. And, um, oh man, you know, I don't know. I, I can't, I can't put a finger on what the deal is with it. All I know is I am dedicated to helping to change this narrative, you know? And I think that there's a lot of people that are also dedicated to changing it too, you know? Um, yeah, I, all I can say is this. When you watch a movie, you sit there and you look at this movie and what you see in the movie, you, you connect to and, you, and, and subconsciously what happens is you see yourself on screen, let's say as an Asian, as the, the Asian guy on screen and he's a nerdy Asian guy and he's weak and, He's not handsome and he's not, you know, romantic. He's just this weak Asian character uh, who they don't, they, they don't write him properly. They don't think about, you know, his world. He's just there sprinkled in the background and he's a stereotypical Asian character. You see that and you see it over and over and over and over and over. And suddenly what happens is subconsciously you start to think that that is how the world perceives you. And then what happens is the world actually starts to perceive you like that. And in your and, and it's this kind of like crazy cycle. Cinema is a very, very powerful tool. Yeah, absolutely. It's maybe the you know, it could potentially, arguably, be the most powerful tool if you think about the influence that it's had over fashion, over the you know, over everything, over politics. It's changed laws, it's changed uh, the way that people run countries. It's crazy, you know. Mm -hmm. It's got people out of jail. Cinema is very, very powerful. And um, I think what happens is we miss this huge chunk in time where Bruce Lee at one point was pioneering a, a, a movement, 
of a different mentality for the Asian Asian American male at least. Right. And uh, you know, unfortunately, Bruce Lee passed away, and and that didn't. And he worked his ass off to get where you know uh, that much influence, and it's and we're still talking about it today. So, but there's a huge gap where there was nothing for a long period of time, and people just overlooked it, and it wasn't marketable, and this and that. And now China is saving the you know American domestic film market on opening weekend with all these movies that bomb and then it blows up in China so now people's studio heads are starting to go oh, oh maybe there's a maybe there's something to be said about these Asian Asian characters right. so now they're starting to sprinkle them in more and more so you know um, like I said I don't want to bash the industry or or I'm not gonna bash Hollywood for that it just I'm just dedicated to changing it. It's going to work out for the producers because they're going to make more money and it's going to it's going to benefit the community and it's going to sh- uh, re- reflect the world in the way that it truly is. You know, we're, we're not one dynamic. We're many 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 dynamics in our culture and it's it would be beautiful to show that on screen and it would be powerful and it would change people. Yeah, yeah, and it's with the uh, with the technology, the advent of the internet, and all that stuff. We really are a global marketplace now. So to to marginalize one uh, one entire group of people would it doesn't make sense. Well, they did it to African Americans. They did yep. it to you know to uh, to us. And if you look back on the history of film, you know, there's you got people playing Asian, you got white guys playing Asian characters, taping their eyes back, you know, like that's, that's a real thing. Yep. People, people don't realize that, you know, that's where we came from. People, people painting themselves black and doing blackface. Like yep. that's a real thing, you know? So it's nice to see the progression. It's been a slow progression, yep. but like you said, I think, I think we're about to kick it in the, in the sixth gear, you know? Yeah. Do you still find that your the roles that you're being offered tend to fall into those more stereotypical roles at first? Because even uh, just a recent guest of mine, Kung Lee, said that he's got to work hard to avoid those Yakuza warlord or he- Kung Fu henchman type roles. <laughs> well, Kung Lee's everybody knows Kung Lee's a killer, so you know they, <laughs> they know he's a killer. So I don't know that, that might be more difficult for him. Um, no, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, no, man. I mean, the beginning of my career, it was mostly these type of roles: Yakuza gangsters. I played every single Yakuza gangster there is. I played every single Asian gangster there is on every single CSI possible. Yeah, right. And it got to the point where I was like making weird ass choices because I would do weird things with the character because I was just bored. Yeah. I was like, oh man, how am I going to make this guy interesting? All right, well, let me try this. Let me try this, you know, this weird body language or let me try this, <laughs> this kind of like this weird uh, uh, tweak in my face when I, when I talk or just, just, just trying to do anything to, you sure. know, keep myself from going insane. But, um, it was cool. It was an experiment at the time, so I'm not uh, I'm not upset about it. But yeah, man, I, I faced that a lot. A lot of stereotypical Asian roles come my way, um, but I've had to work really hard in the room, uh, proving myself to casting directors, to producers, and writers. And now they they know me. You know, they know mm-hmm. what they're gonna get if I come into the to the room to read a role. They know it's not gonna be, and I'm not gonna accept, you know, some Asian accent nonsense. <laughs> You know, I mean, my agents won't even bring it, bring it up. Now, now they know, but it took a while. You know, it took a while. But now my agents will be like, "Oh no, don't even offer that to him. He's not going to do it." That's not why I'm here. I'm not here yeah. to make a bunch of money. I'm not here to book it. You know, book every single role and just and stack some stack a bank account and leave. I'm here because I want to do the best possible work in 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 my art form and express myself 
fully. And whatever I can do to help the Asian American community, and now it's it's become a now I've been affected by it because I've sat there, I've talked with kids, I've been at these Comic Con events, and I've seen these kids like literally coming up to me with tears running down their face, saying, "Man, I'm so glad that you're on screen. I'm so glad, even though you you got beat up in Iron Fist, I'm so glad that you were there. It, it made my day. Like it made the season for me. I mean, I have people say that to me. That's cool." I mean, literally, and they asked me to sign their sign their T-shirts, and, and their T-shirts like had no signatures on it. Like I'm the only signature on this kid's T-shirt. You know what I mean? And, and if it affected me, and it, it's been affecting me even before that. But but I'm now I'm like dead bent on on uh, on making a difference and at least representing myself the best I could possibly be. You know? That's awesome. That's awesome. And it like you said, it is getting better. We still have a long way to go, but we have things now like Into the Badlands, which gave me hope when that came out because uh, one it was really cool martial arts on tv again and two there was this avenue now for an asian leading man we had daniel Wu rising above his asianness to kind of do his thing and now you're joining the mix you're going to be gaius chow tell me a little bit about that how pumped are you about this role i think into the badlands has non-biased opinion has the best martial arts I've ever I've seen on TV. That's you know? awesome. Yeah, I think that um, one of the reasons why I took that part, I, I got offered two different. I I got offered well, yeah, two or three different roles around the same time, and I took into the Badlands because I wanted to work with Master Didi, who is one of the choreographers of Kill Bill mm-hmm. and The Matrix. Mm-hmm. Um, personally, I think probably the best. Uh, if not top top two choreographers in the, in the business, yep. and I knew that I would be in good in good safe hands with him and and Andy Chang. Um, so I I took that job for that. Also, yeah, like you said, Daniel Wu is not just an amazing um, martial artist, but he's also a pioneer. And I look up to Daniel. So you know, it was uh it was an honor for them to ask me to come and and like I was saying before in my previous statement, it's not about the checks it's it's the checks are a second or third priority to me the first priority is this is this pushing boundaries am i am i investing my my energy uh and my my art form into something that's gonna gonna be transformative you know what i mean and if it's not the money's the, the money doesn't mean anything to me right. you know that's not what i look at so yeah i'm really 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 excited um i got a pretty badass character and uh <laughs> i think I think they're just, I mean, Into the Badlands is doing some pretty amazing stuff when it comes to diversity too. Like, I don't know um, how familiar you are with the show, Mm -hmm. but that show is one of the most diverse shows, even behind the camera too. Oh, really? I mean, it's, it's amazing. It's amazing. You know, Alan Miles, the showrunner, they're doing a, they're doing something that hasn't been done before. And I think it's, I think season two, it was really starting to pick up and get its respect. And it got like some, you know, 98% on Rotten Tomatoes or something crazy like that. And season three is just, they just pumped it even more. They times it by 10. So, I mean, I think people are really going to be blown away. So what can, what can you tell us about Gaius Chow? What what are you doing? Well, who exactly are you in the show and what kind of adventures are you getting into? Gaius Chow is a really interesting character. He plays the he's the younger brother of Baron Chow and uh, he's basically a freedom fighter and he's been put in jail for the last 6 or 7 years. So when you first meet Gaius, he's in jail. He's doing he's doing a kata, he's meditating and uh, and basically the some of the characters in Into the Badlands, I'm trying not to give too much away, yep, yep. but some of the characters in Into the Badlands have to come, break him out of jail to go on a mission. 
and that's where you meet him. But he is, uh, yeah, he's a really, really interesting character. He's a, you know, I think he's a good guy in many ways. So it's kind of nice for me to have that, um, that fresh change of pace. And um, he's fighting for a reason, and and that's that's pretty cool. You know, a, a lot of the times when you do martial arts, the intentions behind it are not, um, they're not as driven as this. And I think Gaius has a lot to, uh, he has a lot to fight for. He's fighting for. A better future a better world and it's kind of cool you know and i think my kill counts gotta be up <laughs> past past 50 now or something i'm trying to keep track because i think it's really awesome that's cool but, um but yeah i get to showcase swords i get to showcase you know long long sword katana short sword i get to showcase um uh hands feet different styles flipping i mean just the wire work like everything i mean and, and i and, and you know i do it all so right. it's, it's it's 90 it's 95 percent me nice. what you see on screen with the occasion of one or two things that my amazing stunt double will do for me if uh <laughs> if i can't do it myself you know yeah. it's 95 percent me and the blood is real <laughs> your instagram is pretty active with that kind of stuff and i know you showed some uh some training that you did with the swords and uh, i think you nicked your hands up a little bit yeah i nicked everything <laughs> I've nicked my hands, I've nicked my fingers, my arms, I've nicked my face, I've nicked other people. So, <laughs> oh, man, that's it's great. rough, you know. But it is, you know, it comes with the territory. Sure, it's sure. all good. That's awesome. Scars build character, right? <laughs> now, so it, speaking of that, then what kind of roles are you looking to do more of? Do Do you want to keep doing that action hero stuff? Because some some action heroes they they run that risk of being kind of sandboxed or uh, boxed into just doing action roles and, uh, you know, where you do your own stunts and, and you kind of get shuffled off into that one corner where it's just action. So, you know, is that where you want to go or do you really want to expand beyond that and, and do like, you know, all kinds of stuff? Well, I think it's going to naturally happen. Um, I'm definitely planning on doing a broad variety of things. I mean, I'm, I've been training theater for eight years. You know what I mean? I've been doing... Uh, John Patrick Shanley and Tennessee Williams and David Mamet and you know all these different uh, playwrights for years now. So yeah, I wouldn't want to be pigeonholed into just an action guy because um, I think I have a lot more to offer than that. But like you know, you have to prove that to to, to people. It's kind of like this, sure. like we're saying with these Asian American roles. It's like you got to prove Hollywood has to see that it's bankable and that it's and that the talent is there. So you know. When I get to uh, showcase that, then I will. I did a movie with Forrest Whitaker <clears throat> that Forrest Whitaker produced called Sacrifice where I play like a southern football player and there's no martial arts in it. And uh, it's cool. I, you know, I play like one of the third lead characters cool. and I got this southern southern Texas accent and um, and uh, I had a lot of fun doing that. So yeah, it's nice. It's nice and that's also cool that you show up on set and you know you're not going to be, yeah. you know, beat beat up the next day. <laughs> He's like, I'm just I'm just acting today. Or I'm just doing comedy, you know. Um, yeah, I, I plan on doing many many different things. Now, having said that, I crave I crave this action work. Nice. I I love it. I go home, you know, and I'm sore and and I can't move, but I got a big smile on my face because <laughs> I know. I mean, I I, I love it. I, I itch for it, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll be on set doing a drama and I'll be in, you know, wearing this nice suit doing a, doing a drama or like a nice romantic scene with someone and I'll be like, man, I wish I was fighting. I wish <laughs> I wish something was blowing up. I wish I had a gun. I'm just like, you know what I mean? I just yeah. I, I crave it. I love it. Now you've you've done some modeling too. Now do you ever worry about 
dealing with all the nicks that you can get when you're swinging swords around and, and then having to try and go model? Hell no. <laughs> I, I, did a, I did a shoot once for Dior and um, I had to wear this suit. And I don't know, you know how much you know about this modeling world, but basically you'd think they have like 10 sizes. So you get there and you, you know, you'd fit the suit, but no, it's just one. <laughs> so if you don't fit that one, if you don't fit the shoe or you don't fit the suit, then it's a wrap. So I get there and I'm like, oh man. And they're like, yeah, I think your shoulders are a little too big for this, this suit. And I'm like, no, 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 I'll, I'll, I'll fit in it. And the, you know, the stylist is there like looking at me like, oh man, if he rips this suit, if he rips this suit, she's, it's off with my head. So I'm, I'm getting the suit on and I get this thing on and my arms are like about to, you know, they're turning purple. Like, like my hands are turning purple. I could barely move. And I'm like, the only pose I could do is like this weird kind of like, like zombie looking pose with my hands hanging down at the side and I couldn't really pick my head all the way up. And that's the photo that you see in the editorial. But I, as soon as I got it, I'm like, okay, let's get this off. So, so really, that was just a ploy to get the the, the shirt off, right? <laughs> no, no, no. They didn't do stuff in, in that one. I wish they would have because my my damn hands went numb. <laughs> but no, man, it's uh, I don't worry about that. You know, I I stopped modeling uh, professionally a few years ago. Okay, I just wasn't. You know, my mother was a model, and I was making. I was just kind of doing it for ends mean at the time just to kind of make my, you know, make my rent money. And um, it was kind of getting me through a little bit here and there. Yeah. So, you know, and I do like photography and I do like, I do like fashion. But um, if it was, if it was taking away 20% of my energy that I was investing into, into what I'm doing now, then it was bad. And I, I noticed that a few years ago. So I cut it off. Um, but having said that, be on the lookout. There's going to be some, uh, some nice cologne campaigns in the future. Ah, nice, nice, nice suit campaigns in the future. You know what I mean? But it, it'll be different. It's funny because when I quit, when I quit modeling, that same year that I quit modeling, I was on, I was in five times as many magazines as I was when I was modeling. You know what I mean? <laughs> Except I was doing interviews, and I was, right. it was, it was about me. It was about what I wanted to do, and 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 it was about martial arts and and things like this, like we're discussing. Um, and I think that that's a testament to. To having faith in in yourself and and investing in yourself, you know. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now the work that you're doing now, and you're taking a lot on your shoulders. You're you're representing a whole Asian population with the uh, with the things that you're doing, and you know, trying to bring Asian leading men into the forefront and all that, which is amazing. You inspire a lot of kids. You see it at the cons. Who serves as inspiration for you these days and gives you hope that Asians and martial arts will get their due love in the industry? Well, yeah, the kids and, you know, not just kids, but everyone who I've spoken to has inspired me. I get inspiration every day on, on Instagram and on, on Twitter with people writing me things. Um, I read them all, you know, and it, it definitely helps me in times like in this business, you can, you know, you get let down a lot, you get, you get judged a lot and you get uh, told that you're not good enough a lot. Mm. So these things help me a lot. But as far as, um, as far as like people who've inspired me, I mean, my father's my father's an inspiration. Uh, when I was growing up, <clears throat> I saw my father who who breaks a lot of stereotypes himself. He's a national champion martial artist. He's a national champion disco dancer. He's Whoa. you know he's a trained actor that was on forty episodes of a, of a British drama. Like my dad did it all, and he, it took him. And he came from nothing. Like he came from 
from the street, you know, literally. Mm -hmm. So my father came from nothing and, and he built he built this small little empire and took it to as far as he could take it to. And to me, you know, personally to me, I want to pick that that mantle up and and take it and just run, you know, sprint. So that's 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 kind of how I look at it. I see what my what my father went through when he was growing up and I would watch like Tango and Cash and I'd see Kurt Russell like choking the shit out of my dad with a chair and <laughs> and I'd be I'd cry. I'd sit there and I'd cry and be like, "Dad, what's this happening?" Like every time I see him, he's a bad guy. Every time I see him, he's getting shot. Right, right. And um and you know, to me, I was just like, I was just a kid and we sit there and we watch these movies and some of them I couldn't even, I wasn't even allowed to see. But now as I'm older, I look back at that and I go, okay, watch me play the hero. All right, watch me play the love interest here. Okay, watch me fight these guys and, and beat 20 of them up instead of, you know. So it, it's nice to it's nice to see that come to fruition and, and uh, I don't know, I'm, I'm definitely inspired by my father and uh, by the love and support that I get from everyone that I meet, you know? Cool. Now, you're also uh, working on some personal film works, for some personal projects. Uh, what kind of stuff are you going to do that uh, is going to shake things up for everybody? Yeah, well, like I said, you know, it's just uh, – I'm just one person. But if, if, if I were to give advice to everyone, it would be to go out there and to – to make your own material, to make your own projects. And eventually that's what's going to make the most difference because if you're waiting around for, you know, I'm, I'm in a good place, but I've been at this for 12, 12, 13 years. Mm -hmm. But, um, um, and it's, and, and, you know, like you said, I'm not a household name just yet, but th I'm 13 years in maybe more, you know? So, uh, going out there and making your own material, I think that that is the best way possible for us to create stuff that that is from us. So we can show these people, okay, instead of making a, a film and, and uh, having Asians as the lead, that's good. Let's tell our own stories mm -hmm. with our own people and, and, and let us show you what it's like, you know, and let us show you these, like where's the Asian American moonlight, you know what I mean? Like where are these right, right. impactful uh, dramas that are telling our our voice, are representing our voice. So that's what needs to happen, and that won't happen until until Asians are inspired to do it and and sit down and do the work. And it's it's difficult, it's tiring, it's painful, um, it's horrible. But it's like giving birth. But then, boom, you know, you 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 create something, and it and and now you've created this thing that takes on its own life. You know. Yeah. So I've been writing. I'm on my third screenplay now. Um, I'm working with. Uh, the producer Tucker Tooley, who uh, produced the movie The Fighter with um, mm -hmm. <clears throat> with Christian Bale, and uh, we're working on a project that's hopefully gonna gonna add to that narrative and and break some boundaries. You know, it's a very diverse project, and uh, it's kind of based on based on my father's childhood and growing up, and when my dad was winning awards and winning martial arts uh, competitions, as well as living in London and dealing with racism and. Yeah. It's really cool. So, um, yeah, that's what I'm working on right now. It's called The Fireborn. Uh, that's a temporary title for what we have, and um, it's looking good. So, so, so that's something that I'm working on in my downtime. So, I, I get to write and kind of create and, uh, you know, add my voice to the mix. That's awesome. All right, uh, ready to do a quick lightning round? Like, All right, but keep in mind it's early in the morning here. <laughs> All right. right. All right. Ready? Here we go. Uh, Marvel or DC? Oh, uh, fuck Marvel. 
Yeah. All right. Uh, DC That's or LA? Because I don't want to say DC because, you know, because of Nightwing. So. Right, right. I change it. DC. All right, DC. All right, cool. <laughs> All right, DC or LA? Oh, uh, LA. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, this is home, baby. Palm <laughs> Street, man. Come on. Nice. All right. Um, what's the worst injury you received in training? Uh, I almost broke my ribs uh, snowboarding behind a moving train uh, <laughs> in, in, in Chicago. I didn't, didn't expect that answer, did you? What the? How did that happen? Just Google uh, Google train boarding. Google uh, Mountain Dew train boarding. <laughs> I did this crazy stunt, this crazy stunt in Chicago, and uh, yeah. I snowboarded behind a moving train and almost killed myself. Holy cow. All right. Well, good thing you didn't. All right. Um, what's the uh, worst injury you dealt out to someone else in training? Uh, I mean, I've knocked people out. <laughs> <laughs> Just temporarily. Just temporarily. <laughs> oh, man. Myself, though. My, my, dad, my dad knocked me out before. Really? Yeah. Clean out. For how long? Uh, I don't remember, but I mean, I get, I'm thinking I was out for maybe 20, 30 seconds, something like that, wow. but I was, I was, I was out flat. <laughs> this is when I was training, I was training martial arts and I was, uh, sparring with my, my younger brother. I have three younger brothers and okay. I was sparring with one of them a little too rough. And my father was like, okay, the next time I'm going to show you what you just did. And I was like, uh, hmm. And then <laughs> next time I was like a day later, like he waited, you know? And the next time uh, we were sparring, he was like, okay now <laughs> i don't know why he said okay now but he said okay now and just boom Ooh. next thing i know i woke up he was like are you gonna treat your brother like that again i was like i uh, see yeah man look I, I know how that goes when the asian dad says listen i'm gonna show you what you just did <laughs> yeah man yeah man that's, <laughs> you, that, you know it's bad news you, those are words you don't want to hear oh yeah no it's, wait till your dad gets home with asian dads forget it man you, there's just it's that's just terror until they get home uh-huh <laughs> All right. Um, Louis Tan versus Jackie Chan in a disco contest. <sighs> Jackie Chan will smoke me. What? But your dad was a disco champion. Yeah, but Jackie Chan's a killer dancer. Did you <laughs> have you seen him dance? I have. I have. He's gonna smoke me. <laughs> yeah, I won't even stand a chance. I'll just leave. <laughs> Take pictures of him. Nice. <laughs> all right, all right. I uh, hope you don't have to think too much about this one, but what's your favorite podcast about martial arts movies? Uh, favorite podcast about martial art movies, man. You know which one. <laughs> Kung Fu Drive-In Podcast. Nice. Man. All right, man. Thanks. <laughs> all right, so tell me then what uh, what else is going on for Louis Tan. You got uh, you got Guy's Chow in the mix. What else is happening? What's coming down the line? Well, I'm uh, halfway done filming Into the Badlands. I'll be doing that uh, for the beginning of next year. Um, I have a film coming out called Dennis Thieves with Gerard Butler, 50 Cent, uh, Christian Gudegest, an incre- incredible jiu-jitsu practitioner as the director, um, also produced by Tucker Tooley and uh, Mark Canton. Uh, so that's like my squad, man. That's my team. And then I have a surprise film coming out uh, in the middle of the year, which I'm not allowed to talk about yet, but mm. it is major. Get out. Top Top 10 of next year so uh next, that's gonna are, is be it star wars a nice little surprise <laughs> <laughs> God damn, i wish i wish somebody would give me a lightsaber i swear if somebody gave me a lightsaber it would be a wrap uh what, what color would your lightsaber be ah oh, man i'd take any color but probably red nice oh get out nice <laughs> yeah that's cool yay um donnie yen got into uh got some kung fu into star and wars you know and 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 it got rave reviews man yeah, and i can't and i can't wait to see the next one but yeah, if somebody gave me uh somebody gave me a lightsaber, it would be pretty serious. 
Uh, that's cool. All right, so th- this project you, you can't talk about, it, obviously, but it's a, it's a big deal. Um, it, are, are you uh, are you making waves in it? Oh yeah, oh yeah, I'm doing some cool stuff in it. So uh, I think people are going to be pretty excited. Hopefully, by the beginning of next year, it might be announced already, and um, and then we can talk more about it. But uh, big things in the works, big things coming. But I'm really, really, really excited, truly, about Into the Badlands, and. Uh, you know, if you've if you've been following my me on Twitter or anything, like I'm gonna be posting a lot of like training stuff, and uh, I think the fans are gonna be are gonna be well pleased. You know, putting a lot of work into it. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, you work with a lot of good people there too. Yeah, uh, you you know, and when you're not filming, you're training. So they do this fight camp um, run by this trainer, this amazing trainer named Matt Lucas. Um, but they do this fight camp uh, training, so all the actors will come when we're not working, and we'll train for hours, man, and nice. we'll. We'll beat each other up, or we'll learn different things, or we'll do swords, or we'll do uh, yoga, or we'll do Persian martial arts, or we'll do MMA, or do, we'll do jujitsu, uh, everything. And um, the actors on Into the Badlands are very, very dedicated to p- performing the most that they can do. Um, so it's nice to see that it's not it's not required in our contract to do. But every but but let's say they they have a fight camp on a Saturday and you show up. I always show up, uh, and everyone's there. <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah. Everyone, and it's like, wow, this is this is dedication, man. Like these people are, they are very, very dedicated, and it's a it's a nice family to be around. That's awesome. That's that's exciting. I'm excited for you, uh, and very, very cool that you're into the Badlands. And uh, like I said, that show is is doing a lot, I think, for for Asians in the industry and and for martial arts on TV too. So uh, to to see what you're going to bring to it is is exciting stuff. So well, I now they got me and Daniel Wu. So yeah, man, that's going to look good. That's going to look good. All right, so how, where can my audience go to find out more about you? Uh, you can find me on um, Lewis Tan Official on the gram, and uh, I think my Twitter is the Lewis Tan, mm-hmm. but uh, you see which one it is. It's the one with all the shirtless pictures. <laughs> I can't I can't follow you on Twitter like on the train because of all the shirtless pictures. <laughs> <laughs> uh, get on the train, buddy. <laughs> Get on the train. Don't be shy. No, 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 no. I, yeah, I mean, your physique is ridiculous. So, uh, uh, you know, hopefully I'll, I'll, I'll get something somewhere close to that. But um, um, best of luck with everything. Listen, you're doing some good work out there. Uh, you're doing some some big things for for Asians in Hollywood, for, for martial arts on TV. Uh, I wish you the best of luck because I, I want to see it uh, not just for you, but for, for Asians and martial arts in general. So, uh, man, Godspeed, brother. Yes, thank you, man, and thank you for interviewing me because you guys are pushing it as well, you know. So this is a uh, this is a wall that we need to break down, and and everybody's a part of it, you know. So it's not just me and Daniel Wu; it's everyone, and 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 all of this stuff matters so much. And if you come to LA and you want to get some some mitts in, you want to hit some pads, let me know, man. Dude, I'll take you up on that. Okay, I appreciate that. Again, Lewis Tan, thank you so much for taking some time out. Thank you, brother. Much thanks to Lewis Tan for spending part of his morning with me. Super cool guy. On a mission, I think, not just for himself, but for guys like me, too. So I'm really looking forward to what he's going to bring to Into the Badlands and to all the projects that he's got in the works. If you're on Twitter or Instagram, check him out there. It's at the Lewis Tan on Twitter and Lewis Tan Official on Instagram. Otherwise, keep an eye on TV commercials and print ads for a familiar shirtless Asian who looks like he might be able to bust out some kung fu at any moment. In the meantime, if you enjoyed the interview, drop me a line at any of the socials, at Kung Fu Drive-In on Twitter, at Kung Fu Drive-In Podcast on Instagram, even the Facebook page, or just shoot me an email at kungfudrivein at gmail.com. 
Shout out to my fellow castaways on Twitter, where you should go if you want to find some other great podcasts with unique voices and insights. Just plug in the hashtag castaways and buckle up for some adventure. That's a wrap. So until next time, Poison Clan, peace. Poison Clan rocks the world. On the hands running down the thousand stairs The fate of Lee Khan now's in King Yu's hands With the fearless Aida roaming over the land Yeah, the little bitch soldier is older and wiser He wants a world of peace because he doesn't want to fight Yo, got the venom mob laying down the law Bruce Lee delivered kicks guaranteed to graze jars Fight for the cars, then pause, hear the applause Not the back kicks will defeat the outlaws Very good, but boards don't hit back Yeah, the death jewels here, David D is coming back The Tai Chi master, Jet Li's even faster The channel little drink because he is the drunken master Once upon a time in China Rosamund Kwan is real fine But see Maggie show his spiner Golden Swallow has arrived Chan Chi movies will the hero will survive We've got the brave archer make his way to the top Of the mountain gonna fight May as well pick a spot Yeah the sky goes black Cause the vampire's back We've got Lam Ching Ying to kill them all to so stand back He plays the black magic on the soul of the sword And our sword will travel until his body's on floors Yeah Wing Chun Shaolin in the mountain style Yeah defeat the enemy me and watch you run for miles Blood will spill now on the mountain tops When we bring back the soul of the legendary pops Welcome to the tea house, ready for some action Drink a little wine, we're getting drunk and then we're fighting ha. This time it's warm We smash the place up with a dragon claws We're walking to the tea house, ready for some action Drink a little wine, we're getting drunk and then we're fighting ha. This time it's war, we smash the place up with a dragon claw. See, it's a game of death, yo, you're facing the big boss. It's once upon a time in China, counting the TikTok. The shogun assassin slashing blood of just drip drop. The head kick, neck drop, balance the bone stop. Wanna kill Bill, better get the assassins. He's got Irma just in yellow, but she is in the dragon, but in the tea rooms. That's where it'll happen. She got the bodies on the floor when the blood it'll splatter against the wall. No fear at all, to kill them all. There's always blood spilled when you head into a war. Fearless. Unleashed The fist of legend that the car Jet Li I'm Bolo Young, yo, I'll always be a beast You rumble in the Bronx, yo, I'm rumble in the streets And it's simple, see the facts are these There's only ever gonna be one Bruce Lee Welcome to the tea house, ready for some action Drink a little wine, we get it drunk and then we're fighting ha. This time it's warm, we smash the place up with a dragon claws We're walking to the tea house, ready for some action Drink a little wine